0: Good morning my brothers and sisters in Christ and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. I hope all that listen to this are well and today I want to talk about religion. I did a podcast on this a while ago but it got removed along with a few others um, just to revamp it a few things um, I didn't add but what I'm going to say now is that whatever I say in this podcast if there's something I've forgotten about or something I think is worth adding to it I'll add it as another segment just behind this. So when you listen to this and you click on the same page it about four or five minutes long maybe. But what's important is for getting people to understand that your relationship with God is not religious. There's so many people I've met that are so called Christians that think they have a relationship with God. They don't. They they're religious people. Basically they do the same things as those in the world. They act the same, they talk the same, they swear, they curse, they watch the same rubbish on TV, and they say they're Christians. And then when I start to challenge them and question them as an evangelist, which I'm called to do, Ephesians four eleven, when I start to question them, it becomes very apparent <clears throat> that they're not Christian, that they were born into a church, they were born into a Catholic family, they were born into a Baptist family, they were born into a a methodist family they were born into a religious order and apparently automatically you become a christian no it doesn't say that i'll say to people where does it say that in the bible oh but i was born into it, it doesn't matter you're born into it it's like just saying well guess what um my dad was the um the chief um founder of bmw motorcycle club right so therefore because i'm born into the family i become automatically the chief no The person who's under him becomes a chief after he's gone. Just because you're the son doesn't mean you get any further in. I mean, yeah, you'd probably be be in there automatically. But what the point is, you need to earn your way to become that position. You don't become a chief just because you're the son of a chief. And unfortunately, throughout most of human history, that has been the case. Because that's the corruption of mankind. You'll get like, for example, you'll get a guy that owns a business. And he's successful, and his son is an heir of it, but his son is completely useless. And there are so many examples of that, as in from royal families around the world to leaders of countries to business owners. And the father's excellent at what he does of a business, but the son is useless because the son's destiny wasn't to be the company owner. The son's destiny could be he could be a fantastic football player or fantastic singer. But he's no good with mathematics and english i mean to be honest before i was a christian i was rubbish at mathematics but the lord has made me academic has poured lots of education into me right because of my ministry and a friend of mine who's a brother in christ teacher of the scriptures he says steve he will do that because he has a calling for you in your ministry as an evangelist so you are representing him so he's going to give you more so you're effective in your ministry for him so Religion does not get people saved. Religion is man's made works. It's an idea around the Bible. It's like the Catholics are the prime example. So a couple hundred years after Christ's death, the first Christian was Emperor Constantine, supposedly, and he becomes the first Pope. He anoints himself as the first Pope. Basically, the head of the church, where he clearly missed the scriptures because the head of the church is Jesus, not him. You know, his job as a pastor, if he would have been a pastor, but he's probably a very poor one. He would have been the one who leads people to Jesus. But when you look at the history of it, the Catholic church was very pagan. And they incorporated Christianity in that paganism. I don't even want to think about it, to be honest. You just imagine what was going on back then. That church of the Catholics was full of sex, pornography, rape. Pedophilia, you name it the Catholics were involved in it just like the Greeks were before they were finished wickedness and they poured Christianity into that they, they they basically covered Jesus's blood with filth that's what religion is religion destroys a spiritual relationship with God religion is not a walk with God it's a walk with man and his ideas there's someone I know that's told me they want to go to a bible college I said why and in an email because the problem with Bible colleges is that the majority of it, if not all of it, is theology. And they, they reject anything spiritual. So if you told them that you've had visions and dreams, they'll just laugh at you. They'll just completely shove it off. Because they don't accept it. They say that all ended back then in the times. I said, well, okay, then if that's the case, show them in scripture where it says that. And they can't back it up. It's all speculation. And that's the problem with human beings on this earth. We seem to think that God gives a whole... God really cares about our opinions. He doesn't. He cares about your obedience. He cares about you listening. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. Luke 9 verse 23. He says the same thing again in the book of Matthew. Deny yourself. So deny what you think. Deny your feelings. Deny your opinions. Deny everything. Crucify the flesh and follow me. Right? He doesn't want to hear what you think. He wants you to do. He wants you to listen. He wants you to follow him. Because it's not you that's going to get you saved, it's only Jesus. And if you do what He asks you to do in the roles given to you, man or woman, you'll be in heaven. Because if you don't, you'll go to hell. It's as simple as that. That's another thing as well about religion. You know that Calvinism is a massive part of Christianity, and it confuses people because they're in huge amounts of error. Now I'm going to be doing a podcast this week on the Calvinists and all the different so-called denominations. Are they Christians? And, uh, and I hope you watch out for that. Calvinism, are there Christians in that? I would say yes, like the Catholic Church. There are Christians amongst the filth and the error, but they're lost in it because they've been born into it and they're under that delusion that they're because they're born in it, they're saved. Well, if you're not born again of water and spirit, John 3, 5, and you don't actually do that, because that, I've mentioned so many times, signifies so many things. The the baptism in water is you. You're physically, you are walking down to the water and you are giving up your life for him. Now, you look at so many people, they just can't do that. They can't give up their family. They can't give up their friends. They can't give up this. They can't give up that. And that's what Jesus says you're going to have to do. Because when you come to me and you're part of my family, they're going to laugh at you. They're going to mock you. They're going to spit at you. They're going to reject you. You'll have to give up many things to follow me. But people can't. And if you can't, you're going to hell. You know, some people seem to think, well, Jesus loves me, so I'm with him, so I can enjoy my friends and family. And then when it comes a point when someone says, well, do you love me more than Jesus? And you say, well, I do love you more than Jesus. You just deny Jesus. Man, I tell you this, I wouldn't want to be you in front of Jesus, because he will literally open up them gates and throw you in. Right? That's how serious it gets. He has done it all. We owe him everything. To be like him, we've got to walk after him in sanctification. That means we are changing from this worldly person which all religious people are and their religious works as Paul talks about in Acts 17:21 no sorry Acts 17:22 to 34 read that Paul covers uh the issue about um religion when he's talking to the Greeks so when he's talking to the Greeks he makes it very clear religion doesn't get you saved it's a man-made concept people need to understand this right if you think your religious works washing the kitchen floor Whoever in the, the church floor and licking stamps is going to get you to heaven. Well, you're very deceived. And then the Catholics will say, Well, if I don't go to heaven, I'm going to purgatory. Really? Where does it say that in Scripture? 6,000 years of Scripture, show me. Now, what the Catholics have, they have, which I mentioned before, they have their own version of the Bible. Can't remember the name of it. And basically, the Pope overrides the Bible. He's overridden Jesus, basically, because Jesus is the Word, John one one. So the whole Bible is Jesus. The Pope, who's in human flesh, who's sinful, who's in huge amounts of error, he has been ordained by the Father to override Jesus, and basically is the authority over Jesus in all of our lives. And if we're not Catholic, we're all going to hell. I tell you this: when I listen to this rubbish, right, I look at them thinking, where does it say that in Scripture? Where? Let's do the history of the Catholic Church, like I said before. They come from a pagan origin. Jesus was a Jew. The Bible comes from the Jews. The Old Testament's in Hebrew, the New Testament's in Greek. Right? It all comes from the Jews. It doesn't come from the pagans in Rome. Right? And this is where so many people get angry when I start talking like this because you're in error. Religion is man-made concept of God. They get the Bible, they look at it, they read it, and go, hmm, well, let's create a building that looks like this. Let's create clothes that look like this. Let's act like this, and God will love us more. No, that's works. I did a podcast on works-based salvation. You won't get to heaven via your works. You get there through genuine repentance. Please listen to it. Sadly, religion separates mankind from God, and most religious people are going to hell. They won't go to heaven. Because they think their works are going to save them. It's a combination of many things. If you haven't got a spiritual walk with the Lord, right, trust me, let's say for example, you're a religious person in a Catholic church, Baptist church, wherever, and you get the revelation, you become born again, you become born again, and you're baptized in water, and then the Spirit baptizes you and you receive the Spirit. Trust me, right, when that happens, you won't want to be in that religious church anymore. You won't want to be around it. You won't want to see it. Why? Because your spirit is full of the fire of the Lord. Right? You ain't going to want to be in that religious order. Because everything they do is in the flesh, in the works of the flesh. They are false smiles, they false hugs, well done, chit on the back, I know somebody who's in the Salvation Army. Salvation Army people are not Christians. Why? Because they deny what Jesus says in John 3, 5. This is one of his you will do's. You will do it, or you will not have any part in me. John 3, 5, you must be born again of water and spirit. Why do I emphasize it so much? Because it's one of the biggest ones that people won't accept. If you don't accept it, you go to hell. You can disagree with me as much as you want. But this is what scripture says. To even stand there and look at the Bible and go, well, I don't agree with that, because that was the opinion of, of John, right? It's to say that the whole Bible is rubbish, and basically you don't agree with any of it. You disagree with one word, you disagree with all of it. If Jesus says you jump, you jump. You do it. That's what faith is. You're having faith that when you jump, he's going to save you. It goes on to another point as well. There's someone I know I met a while ago. Um, I won't go into too much details because of privacy, but the person that I brought to Christ, the husband or the husband-to-be, he says that he became a believer. The Spirit said he didn't. And I didn't see anything in him that was completely changed in this woman that I brought to the Lord. And he said to me one day, well, you know, they were in a lot of debt. And I said, well, that car you've got is on HP or whatever they call it. And basically, I'm stupid amounts of money they're paying every month for a car that I don't even rate. It was a Kia estate thing. And it broke down four times on them. It's brand new. I mean, it's pathetic. I've got a Volvo V70 that's 17, 18 years old. 225,000 miles on clock never once let me down absolutely fantastic bit of engineering and the Lord said to me you're going to maintain that and look after it anyway getting back to them I said to him one time so you need to get yourself another car I said yeah 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 I said I'll give you my recommendations do you want it he said all right go on and I said I recommend Volvo now I could I could, I could come across like I'm being biased but I'm not Volvo's are the safest cars in the world well they used to be anyway I know that since they've been taken over by Chinese firm, they've gone downhill quite bad. Um, but this is the original 2004 Volvo. And I recommend to you and your family a Volvo XC90. Same year, same engine. They're literally bomb-proof. They're all galvanised underneath. You don't get rust issues. You know, the engines are like tanks. They're probably one of the best diesel engines ever made. You know, absolutely fantastic. Minimum mileage, if you look after it, half a million to a million miles as it on, on the t- on the TV. A million miles on his car is amazing because he looked after it. So what I'm getting at is that his faith wasn't in God or Jesus. His faith was in the car. And he said, Well, no, I don't want a car that old that's a thousand pounds. I want a ten fifteen thousand pound car because it's got more safety features. Well, it might have a few more safety features, but you're spending fifteen, twenty grand on something that is not really going to protect you, because if I was to have a crash for you in my car, you'd be dead. Volvo's are built like tanks and they're known to be like tanks. The point I'm trying to make is if your faith, you, I'm talking to you people now, if you have 100% faith in Jesus, you won't need to take a vaccine because if anyone who belongs to God will not take a vaccine, and that's exactly what I said before, the Lord has said to me, those who belong to me will not take the vaccine. God did tell me that. If you have faith in Jesus, you'll have faith no matter what you do when you own a car, when you're walking down the street, when you're buying food, when you're out traveling on a train or on a plane, you will know that God's got his hand on you and you are protected. And if you do die, you're going home. <clears throat> That's called faith. That's called having faith, trusting in Jesus. And what did Jesus say? You must have faith in me. You must believe me. You must believe that Jesus died for you on the cross. You must have faith that he died, rose from the dead. And he's going to come and get you when you pass from this body that's the faith you can't just you can't just say i believe it and then walk off into the sunset and carry on as normal you can't do it and these examples i'm trying to give you is this next time i see him, i say you don't have faith you have faith in a piece of metal that's crumbling away around you all the years it's going on it's getting worse the faith in jesus lasts forever i have 100 percent faith no matter where i go every single day everything i do jesus has got my back and he's protecting me and trust me, if I could show you the things he's done in my life, people would say that's a miracle. And I'm like, no, I have faith in Jesus. He's got my back. No matter what happens, he's got my back. I don't rely on the tin can that sits around me as I'm driving down the road. Or if I'm sitting inside a massive British Challenger 2 tank, I don't put my faith in the metal around me on a, in a tank. I put my faith in Jesus, that he's got his angels guarded around me. But nothing will harm me. And that's the same faith that you must have. Like before, I go off slightly on track. The main thing is this religion doesn't get you saved. Religion is not a true relationship with God. Religion is man made, right? And people seem to think that being religious, you're going to heaven. No, you're very much mistaken. The Muslims are religious, Buddhists are religious, the Hindus are religious, they're all religious people. And they think their works and their faith are going to be really good. And I've been a good Muslim and I've prayed 10 times a day. And, you know, I've donated money to my imam and I've done this and I've done that. And I've been loyal to my Allah. Right. And I've done wicked things. Every time I ask him, he just forgives me. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't When I ask him a question, so then how does Allah pay for your sin? They go, oh, we're just asking for I said, no, that's not what question I asked you. How does he deal with your sin? And they get angry because they can't answer it they just think sin is just a part of who we are no sin is wickedness you have to have a penalty paid for you on the pay for you and jesus did that for christians on the cross that when we come to him and openly confess our sins 1 john 1 9 and honestly every single one of you listen to this if you call yourself a christian and you're born again of water and spirit and you are a christian when you sin no matter what it is and when it is you need to repent of it then and then and if you do forget the spirit will prompt you oi remember earlier on you need to repent of that now right you don't wait until Sunday to sit in a stupid mercy seat. Why are you taking scripture out of context? That was for the Jews in the Old Testament before the New Testament when Jesus came along. Everything Jesus did, he sealed it once and for all and finished it. So there's no more sacrificial system. There's no more works-based salvation. There's no Because the based salvation was part of that sacrificial system. There's none more of this sitting in the mercy seat business. That's what the Catholics took from them. I mean, come on. man. The Bible doesn't say that. You come to God on your knees and you mean it and he'll forgive you like a son or daughter. He'll look at you and say thank you for saying sorry and give you a kiss. But if you seem to think you can stand over there and live in sin, you will go to everlasting torment in the lake of fire. I guarantee it. And most religious people are heading there. When I say most, because there are people, the Lord said to me, in the Catholic Church, because there's one time when I got saved, I did laugh. You know, I condemned. When I first got saved, I condemned the Catholic Church. And the Lord said, do not condemn the Catholic Church. Do. There are people in there that love me. And there are people in there that are in huge amounts of error and they're all going to answer to me. I'm the judge, not you. And that's something we've all got to remember. We're not judges over people, but as an evangelist, I must warn people and point them to the truth that I am, that is a burden on my shoulders. If they don't listen, that's between them and the Lord. But if they listen to the scriptures when I back it up and I talk about it, then the Lord gives them a revelation. Hallelujah. That's what we want. That's what an evangelist is about. A lot of you religious people, you don't see that. You just seem to think that the guy at the front who's got qualifications in his PhD as a, as a Pope, he's the one you listen to. No, because he's not going to be ordained by God. Are you being serious? The guy you don't want to listen to is a guy in the corner who's preaching the truth, who's a tramp from the street. That's the one God will use because he's already a broken man. God doesn't use the highly intelligent. He uses the broken ones. And when you look at Jesus, when he came to preach to the people, guess who he was preaching to? Who he had compassion for. Were one the poor ones, the peasants, the people would say. The Bible says the peasants. You know, they come to the rich and famous. What do they all do? What do all the rich and famous ones do in the Bible? They just couldn't get into the kingdom of God. The rich man couldn't get into the kingdom of God because of his wealth. The Pharisees, most of them, would never have seen the kingdom of God because of their arrogance and their pride. This is why Jesus warns against money. Prosperity gospel. I'm going to be doing a podcast on that as well because a lot of you seem to think. God encourages money no it doesn't Jesus did not have anywhere to put his head at night Jesus came the opposite he didn't come on a white horse with lots of money and big crown jewels and shields and all that stuff anyway that's for another time but prosperity is part of religion because it is it's wickedness I mean the stuff that people will use about prosperity and the scriptures they use is actually taken out of context it doesn't actually mean what they're actually talking about all the Bible talks about is a spirit he's not talking about the flesh trying to think of an example right now but i can't <clears throat> there's so many and if i think of it i'll attach it to this podcast at the end as another segment and then you can listen to it as an example if it comes to me but i hope that's clarified it for you sadly in our christian war there's so many cr- christians that are religious and most of them will never see the kingdom of god they'll go to hell some of them may skip through the flames and lose lose all their rewards because their works were dead with Hayden's double, if you've got spiritual water law, this is the bottom line, you've got spiritual water Lord. when that storm comes, like it did with me last week, if you're not spiritually grounded in the Lord, the rock, Jesus is the rock, and we are the saints, we're not grounded in him spiritually, and we don't come to him in the spirit, tell me this, how can you fight off the principalities with spiritual weapons, Ephesians 6, how can you fight them, you can't, because you're religious, everything in your carnal mind is trying to fight with carnal mind things, it's like you go back over the ages, people were fighting each other because religion that's all all religion has done is called wars all over the planet religion is man-made it's not god made a man has created wars because of his greed and his but this is not what the bible says jesus said that it's not it's not a blood and flesh battle it's a spiritual battle come on massive giveaways here but people don't listen look i'm going to leave it there because it can go on and on about it and the thing is I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, people on this message listen to you in the spirit, that, Lord, you are a spirit, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all spirit, Ephesians 6, the armor of God is spiritual. The whole Bible talks of spiritual relationship with you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that people listen to that and they understand that it's not by their works, that you love them. In Galatians 2, 15 and 21, Lord, that you say in there, it's not by the works of the law that we are saved. But it's by faith in you jesus in the spirit that we walk after you lord in the spirit that we trust in you in the spirit we come to you in repentance in the spirit lord I pray in jesus name that people pull away from their religious ways and become spiritual and seek you in the spirit and trust in you in the spirit not in their works i pray in jesus name lord amen i love you all in jesus name god bless you all bye good morning my brothers and sisters in christ and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. It's funny, I've just done the um, podcast on religion. And after me reading it, I read Matthew 24, because I'm going back through the book of Matthew. Um, I just love listening to my Lord. I love Jesus so much, especially this 1982 New King James Version Bible. It's just so direct. It's so clear. My 2000 year New King James Version is nowhere near as clear as direct as this. And the old ones are the best. But I'm reading Matthew 24, and it's basically touching on a lot of things, and one of them is religion. And it is he's making it very clear in here to all of us that we must be watchful. We must keep our eyes watched for the Lord all the time. We need to be on the ball. We need to be repenting. Because at the end of Matthew 24, it talks about when the angels come and there's a guy in the field, there's two men in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. There's two women in the mill. One would be taken, one would be left. The ones that are left are the ones that were wicked servants. They were ones that were lazy. They didn't repent. They're religious. They thought by their works they're saved. And they're left because they're no use to God at all. You, you're you not genuine. You're not a real Christian. The ones who were taken were on the ball. They're, they're up in prayer every morning. They're seeking the Lord. They're, they're watchful. They're understanding that the Lord could come at any hour or any time. And when they commit a sin, they repent. And they seek the Lord in the prayer and spiritually. And they're the ones that were going to be taken. You know, a lot of Christians also say that we're going to escape the tribulation. A lot of these rapture people, well, they clearly don't read 2 Thessalonians 2. There's got to be two things that happen before the Lord's return, which Jesus talks about in here. Um, uh, the great falling away and a man of perdition has got to stand in the, the throne. Well, none of that's happened. So, And everyone who's predicted his return have got it wrong. So don't take scripture out of context. But you read here in verse verse 9 it says then they will be then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake and then many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another so it's jesus is already warning you that you're going to be persecuted you are going to be chased you're going to be killed you're going to be hated you're going to be spat at you're going to be persecuted through tribulation don't think for one second you won't this is the path of a christian and you need to understand that and then as you go down it goes right through all of what jesus tells you to expect and then when you come to the very end it talks from verse 45 and on who then is a faithful and wise servant who his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season blessed is that servant who his master when he comes and finds so doing, surely I say to you that he will make him the ruler over all of his goods, so the servant who is paying attention to a Lord, reading the word and seeking him in the spirit, that person the Lord will give a great ministry to because he's wise and he's following the Lord. Then he goes down verse forty seven sorry verse forty eight but if that evil servant says in his heart, "My master is delaying his coming." and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with his drunkards, the master of that servant will come a day when he is not looking for him and that hour, and he will not be aware of it, and will cut him into two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That weeping gnashing of teeth is when you're in the lake of fire, mate. That's how serious it gets. In other words, what the Lord is saying there is that person who's a complete hypocrite, who's basically wicked in his heart behind his master's back who never means any of it and just lives like the sinners do in the world that person will be cut into two pieces and thrown into the deepest parts of hell ending up totally in at the end in the lake of fire people don't want to hear these things but this is what jesus says and this is what i don't understand about some of you out there you you say you love jesus but you won't listen to things like this especially you women you don't want to hear these things you seem to think that Jesus is a guy running around with a camp gay voice, kissing everyone, that he loves the world. Uh, Jesus does love the world, but he came in the image of a man. right? Why? Because that's very important. A man is a man. They make straight decisions. Women can't do that. This is why women can't lead and preach and teach men, because you haven't got that authority. You haven't got that quality that God needs to do that. It was given to man. Jesus makes it very clear. You follow him or you'll go to the lake of fire. And I strongly urge all of you to read the New Testament. Listen to what Jesus says and open your heart to listen. If you can't accept it, you'll go to hell. If you accept it and ask him to help you with accepting it, he will help you. But if you think you're going to do it yourself and live by yourself and do what you want, you'll go to the lake of fire. And this is what he's talking about in Matthew 24. That wicked servant, it will cut into pieces and throw into the lake of fire. He's not mucking around. A true servant will be blessed massively because you're doing what he's asking you to do this is the test so strongly urge all of you to listen to that religion that he's talking about religion in there when you pick up on the parables he's talking about religion is not that what he's talking about it's a spiritual walk. everything is done in the spirit nothing is done in the flesh the flesh is falling away I look at people trying to put makeup on their face and tidy up the outside and train the outside and do this and do that well yeah great but it's going to get old and die. Your spirit will go on forever. If your spirit's with the Lord, if it's not, it's going to go on to hell forever. Let's get it straight. When you die in this body, your spirit goes one of two places. It goes to heaven or it goes to hell. And after hell, after the great white throne judgment, you get thrown into a lake of fire forever. Don't think for one second you want the salvation army, believe so, um not Salvation I Army, mean, sorry. The Jehovah's Witness believe. Oh, um, well, no, there's no such place as hell. How much scripture do you want me to get out right now that Jesus warns about hell and the lake of fire? There's tons of it in Matthew. Just read it. I've mentioned it before in a podcast about some Jehovah's Witnesses are not Christians. Read, listen to that and I'll give you all the scripture in there. God bless all of you and I hope this helps you. Like I said, if there's anything else that comes to me about this particular... Um, talk about this specific topic I will add it in another segment after this god bless you all love you all bye good morning my brothers and sisters in Christ and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ something I want to add to this quickly as part three Um, I've been faced with something in the last uh, 12 hours um, this morning should I say and the enemy in his wisdom is trying to upset me as an evangelist and uh, the Lord is basically saying to me Steve you are a man of God you belong to me right? you are a spiritual man of God just like Paul Moses especially Jesus number one and why always separate the apostles from Jesus because Jesus was God and Jesus was very special and unique no other man on history has been and why I'm talking about this this morning is because one of these people that I've been around is a very very religious person now in their mindset I'm a religious person that the spiritual business doesn't exist because they don't understand it they're just like a bag of bones they're just dead to the spirit and many many so-called Christians are just religious people and they think by their good works and their so-called good works I mean what good works is that paying your taxes smiling at people you know loving kids and all this sort of stuff and hating pedophiles and hating bad people in their eyes they're going to go to heaven let me get me something straight you will not Go to heaven. Them people are going to hell. You will not get to heaven via that way. Jesus makes it clear in John three five, which I've expressed countless times, how you get to heaven through Him only. John six four four. Jesus said, "No one comes to me unless the Father has sent them first uh, John fourteen six. I am, I am the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me so all this religious business of the pope and all this rubbish in the catholic church and all their doctrines and all their systems and all their ways guess what you're going nowhere you're just going to go to hell and then ultimately ending up in the lake of fire it's as simple as that following jesus you cannot be religious you have to be spiritual that's why he had to come that's why god became flesh and did what he did on the cross because man was becoming more and more dead to the spirit of god the whole a religious outset from the works to the the pharisees and everything they were doing with the sacrificial system was just works it wasn't spiritual it was you just see that in the old testament as much as the new that everything is spiritual and if you're not spiritually close to god when the battles come and satan smashes you all over the place which you will and i was reading today in matthew 24 and 25 jesus says tribulation is coming you will be killed you will be persecuted. You will be hated and betrayed because of me. This is for the saints. If you think it's not going to happen, you're very much mistaken. It's going to happen. And what it does is it tests it tests your loyalty to Jesus. Are you really his? Remember what he said about uh, the man who betrayed him, Judas. He said it would be better for that man if he was never born. Phew. Sends chills down your spine. Listen to what Jesus says. In Matthew it's a powerful book and I tell you straight he ain't messing about you will do what he says or you will go to the lake of fire it's as simple as that and religion is not going to save you if you're religious and you don't do what Jesus tells you to do and you think your works are going to get you saved you will go to the lake of fire God is not interested in your works your works are useless they're a waste of time the works that he's referring to in James and other scriptures in Revelation he's talking about in the faith When you're in the family, you're walking with the family, you're walking with Jesus, following Jesus, then them works are rewards in heaven. That's it. It's not a substitute. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that people listen to that, understand it and follow you with all of their heart. I pray in Jesus name, Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.